turn it up just a little bit. Okay. Are you ready? Are you listening? I'm going to need you to listen just a teeny bit more. Are you fucking ready, bitches? (laughs) Because it's Monday. (laughs) Happy fucking Monday. Girl, stop talking. All the shit that people are thinking but not saying. I'm not even like drunk. I've just been like drinking. Does my podcast offend you? Men, if you're listening, I apologize in advance. Women, hey bitches, are you ready? Are you still talking? Girl, stop talking. And I'm going to tell you what this TSA is because it's a little different than the ones we're used to, okay? Normally, we're used to the man-hating TSAs where I'm talking shit about a man and things he's doing and how they're reacting to a certain situation. Well, I'm going to throw this TSA back on myself really quick because... I have to keep it real and there's only so much I can do as a person and I am not perfect by any means. I know you guys think that of me, but it just, it's really not, it's not like that. So I'm going to keep it really simple. I recently just went on a trip to Europe and my whole thought was, okay, these flights are going to be really long. And I want to make sure I can sleep because the time difference is like seven hours ahead. So I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, we're going to be on the plane and it's an overnight flight. We're going to wake up in the morning and it's going to be like go time, like bright in the morning, 9 a.m. We can't check into our hotel until 3 p.m. So it's like it's a priority to be able to sleep. And I don't know about you, but like for me, sleeping is a legitimate priority. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, there's no way I can just like throw my head back and fall asleep on a plane. It's just not who I am as a person. I am awake and I will watch TV until it's like the death of me. It doesn't matter what time I have to be up. So my whole thought process, like, how do I fall asleep on a plane in a way that's, well, give me the benefit of the doubt. Like I can still fall asleep, wake up, have a good time, whatever. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to fucking take an edible before I go on the plane. And I'm not sure if I clarified, but if I didn't, I just want to say one more time or maybe for the second time that this is the TSA. The Tatum service announcement is if you have anxiety, we're not taking edibles on the plane. And let me tell you why. Everything was fine for a while. Um, when I decided to take the edible... I wasn't, I was in a good state, state of mind, you know, like not a big deal. Get on the plane. I'm chilling and I'm watching a movie. It's not, it's everything is fine. And then like, I think I like forgot that I took it. (laughs) So I started like thinking to myself like, oh damn. Like, if you just, like, 
you're here on a plane like you're not like I was like watching a movie and everything was great and I'm like everything's okay and then I like slowly started to realize that I was just like not as comfortable as I thought I was and I'm sitting in a chair like who knows how many miles off the ground over the ocean in the dark and it all just really started to hit me you know and I'm like fuck <laughs> like we're like in the middle of the air and the and I just don't even know what to think right now. And everything seems so fucked up. After about an hour, I decided to watch a movie. And I was fully invested in this movie. Ready to like pass out, fall asleep, whatever. Having a good time. Watching this movie with no problem. And then slowly but surely, I started having these like just repetitious thoughts of like all the things that could go wrong and I didn't even realize what was going on in the moment of like how it all of this was actually happening but I just was watching this movie and I started overthinking and then I realized like it hit me I was like damn you're literally on a plane over the middle of the ocean right now and listen, like I have always been fine with planes, like traveling, flying has never been an issue for me, but because of the state that I was in, it really just hit me where I was like, there's literally nothing you could do to survive if shit hit the fan. And all of these like intrusive negative thoughts like started coming up and I was like ha- kind of having a moment. I'm like watching this movie. It's like dark. We're in a plane with like hundreds of other people. Everybody else is chilling. It's not a big deal. And I'm sitting here in my head and I'm thinking like, what if we die? If we die, I'm not going to be there for my child. And he's going to be like alone in this world with his dad. And there's like nothing that I can do to help him and all these things. I was like having a moment. Okay. I'm like in the movie of Bridesmaids where she's like, there's a girl, she's turning butter on the wing. She's, she's turning butter. She doesn't know. <laughs> That's literally what I thought. I was like, I don't know what's going on. What's happening. And I just keep trying to tell myself like, it's okay. You're being overreactive. Like take a deep breath. <sighs> Calm down. It's fine. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere I'm like calming myself down from like inducing a panic attack and out of nowhere the whole plane the captain comes on the plane and he's like okay I need all their flight attendants to go back to their seats please flight attendants go back to their seats we're gonna have a little bit of turbulence here don't worry please keep your seat belts strapped and your windows down and just shut your eyes and just pretend like you don't hear what the fuck I'm saying because shit's about to hit the fucking fan do you hear me (laughs) it was literally oh my god it was the most terrifying thing Ever. Okay, I've flown a lot and I am not afraid of planes. I don't have this fear of like what the fuck normally. I will have to say after I had a child that's a little different. Um because I think of the obvious worst scenarios ever, but that's a completely different conversation. So, anyways, reeling it back in the plane the turbulence got crazy really fucking quick and all of a sudden 
uh, my worst fears came to life and I felt so high (laughs) because no one was there to save me and I thought I was just going to pass out but then the overwhelming fears and thoughts came in and they started to take over the whole experience of this plane ride and trip to Europe that was supposed to be so fun. It didn't even matter at this point. I was literally squeezing my boyfriend's hand so hard because if I didn't squeeze, I thought I would not breathe. And that's like the state I was at. I'm like, I literally think I'm going to die and I can't die because people need me, which made me feel more anxious as a mom. And I was like, it just can't be me. It just can't be me. I'm like, Tatum, you need to focus on your breathing because it's more than just you. There's more people waiting for you to land this plane as it was your choice. <laughs> oh, God, dear Lord. So I started taking deep, long, deep breaths. I was like, you got this, girl. No one can save you. Literally, you're in the air. Nobody can save you. The only person that's saving you is the fact that whoever taught you to breathe, because that's all you're going to get right now. And that was that was really it. I know I went on this whole tangent and it feels like a little off base, but the whole point for the story was the TSA. Like the TSA is to not take edibles before your flight, especially if you suffer from anxiety because uh regardless <laughs> it um it sucks and you will feel like you're dying and this is horrible advice to anybody that's listening but i'm just i have been used to planes and i obviously didn't die so maybe i should start that started with that regardless if you're on a long flight and you want to sleep the tatum service announcement is it's not take edibles when you fly there's better ways you just get drunk before you fly and you can just pass out that seemed like it worked better for me (laughs) and here we go (laughs) okay i have no idea where i left off but i just have to say that i was so fucking drunk last night that I could tell it was like slurring my words and I just couldn't keep a thought long enough to continue to talk to myself and stare at a wall in this beautiful podcasting space that I'm in um so I just pressed stop and dipped out feeling a little better this morning instead of drinking wine I'm drinking coffee and I really just I'm trying to like I wrote out like these little points of things I wanted to talk about but as most of you know that's just not how my show really works especially these solo episodes usually just get on here and get the thoughts rolling and just say whatever the fuck comes on my mind Um, I felt like that would have been dangerous to do last night in the state of being that I was in. (laughs) So I'm sure this is going to sound in the whole process of editing and show in general. It's going to be like hard left (laughs) from whatever I was just talking about to now, because as you know, majority of my daily weekly listeners know there's no edits on this show it's very minimal because the bitch doesn't have time (laughs) so 
I really just want to get right in to this Amsterdam experience that I had. I know most of you want to hear about why I almost got beat up by a prostitute. Um, love how I just casually slide that in there. If you don't know, I posted on my Instagram talking about my ignorance as a person, an American, (laughs) and just kind of like feeling like a complete fucking dumbass. So let me tell you, we're going down to the red light district and I was just so excited to be there that I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be so fun. I can't wait to like experience this whole thing because you know we all hear about the red light district and well maybe you don't but I remember I think this is what I was talking about I remember like being a kid and going to Amsterdam or (laughs) and wanting to go to Amsterdam because weed was legal but obviously it's legal here now so that's different but then the whole other part of you know, the Amsterdam lure is that prostitution is legal and the red light district, there's, you know, literally women, like almost like strippers, if you will. And they're behind glass and in front of their glasses, red light. So everywhere you go, there's like, there are these houses. It's kind of hard to explain. Like, I mean, not really the houses are kind of like townhomes. There's multiple stories. The doors are all glass in this specific area so that you can see the girls. And I was so excited to go there that I just was not even thinking. And I had my phone out and I was recording and we, I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Because I was thinking that like the district was a specific area And the way the city center is there is it's everything is surrounded by water. So there's like canals as you're walking down the strips in between the houses. And then you go like you try to get to a canal and you're just walking in between buildings. So when we first got to um, the red light district, I didn't even like realize that like this was the start of it. And I had my phone out and I was recording And I'm like, oh my God, but I could see the red lights because it was night. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I want to get a video. So I'm like walking down the alley in between these houses to see, like, you can see the lighting. And then all of a sudden I turn and I start seeing the girls. And at the moment that I turn, a girl also saw me with my phone out. And I got the whole thing on video where she was like, she fucking came outside so quick and yelled at me in her thick like European accent English accent and she's like what do you got your fucking phone out like she fucking yelled like take your fucking phone away don't ever fucking do that and then some guy started yelling and then it all just like hit me at the same time I was like oh my god Tatum you're a fucking idiot like why are you recording like you can't bring your phone into a strip club and fucking bust it out I mean sometimes you do because people don't care but majority there's no phones there's no cameras you have to pay for what you see for what you want and the level of ignorance that I had as I was walking through this scenario I was just like so embarrassed I immediately put my phone down and just kept walking I didn't even want to like look back or say anything or apologize because it was just like I just don't even want to admit that this is 
what I did and I'm sorry and I feel like a dumbass so this was my first experience they literally would not stop yelling at me I would not have not been surprised if they if the girl fucking followed me and pulled my hair like she was so upset I did go to explain part of this on Instagram and then I posted the video and then I ended up like taking the video down because I'm like okay you're literally talking about how you're being a dumbass and being ignorant and then you're just gonna go post the video I feel like that's worse so this was my first Amsterdam experience almost getting beat up by a prostitute well deserved um normally I would like fight back in a situation like that because uh, you know like you can take the girl out of the hood but you can't take the hood out of the girl um but in that situation I would have just been like you know what you deserve a couple free shots for sure just let it rip girlfriend the whole reason why we're going to the red light district is obviously to experience what it's about and we also bought tickets to see a sex show because how could you not pay for sex when you're in amsterdam in a way that you know is fitting for us um we did not purchase a lady but I did want to talk about that a little bit. It was definitely interesting walking down the canals and seeing like exactly how they put this whole thing on. Um, it is quite literally women in like stripper outfits, lingerie, whatever, standing behind glass doors with red LED lighting face in the window so I guess if their light is on that means they're available they're usually standing there um it's like this little door area there's like a little shelf in there a mirror and they kind of have like their phones charging like lip gloss whatever like next to them and they're just like standing behind this glass door trying to finesse men to come in for their services through a glass door which is, I just found it so interesting because it's not only on like the bottom level. There's like two, three stories in some of these places where you can see these girls in the window. And their whole job is obviously they're trying to make money. But there, it's so much different than the U.S. Like you go to a strip club, you're you're seeing someone right in front of you. Not only is there body language, but you can have a conversation with them. I mean, I don't know how much you're talking, but you know, I I feel like it's easier to finesse a man when you're in front of him dancing. He can see your body up close. You can like talk shit to them, whatever. Than it would be to be in these girls' position where they're literally behind glass only using like body language to finesse someone to pay for their services and you could see some of the girls they would have like their lipstick or something to like tap on the window to like get to make eye contact with someone to try and get them to come up and spend a little money and it's like already you look at a situation like that and it's very transactional but something about the district in general it's just it seems so in impersonable like I don't even know that that's a word but it's like it's just like another level of paying for sex I mean that's exactly what you're doing prostitution in Amsterdam is completely legal and there's a whole system for it so I don't know. It was just different. It was different than I expected. I feel like it would be harder, but obviously they're fucking 
doing it and busting it open. I would also say I think it's like 95% men walking down um, this strip and involved in in this area. I think I was like one of the only girls that was walking around not selling herself. So, you know, in general, a little out of my comfort zone, but it's who am I? Like, we all know I make it happen anywhere I'm at. So we're on our way to the sex show and I made it very clear to my boyfriend that I need to be the perfect level of drunk to have this experience because I honestly had no idea what to expect and something about like doing this type of activity with your significant other is so different than like if you were with your girlfriends or just with your friends. So it's like, I can not be stoned. I need to like, if I'm high, I'm going to be like, so in my head overthinking, I'm going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to be weird for me. Like that cannot be a thing. I need to be like the perfect level of drunk. We need to go. We need to pregame. And before we do this thing, so I can feel comfortable in a, what could be an awkward or uncomfortable scenario. So we go to this sex show and I guess there are like, I want you to think of it as like, um, almost like an act like each perf- each girl each thing we're watching each one is a performance and there are eight different acts but only four that play at a time so you never know which one you're gonna see I was like asking the guys the guy outside questions and he's like I don't know I'm in here I can't tell you like what it's gonna be about but you're gonna have a good time whatever whatever so we go into this building and the stage, it's like a one-man stage, okay? It's very, very small. I think in general, maybe like six people could fit on it if they were shoulder to shoulder. It's one stage, one pole, um, a bar, and and that's it. And there's like seating around. We were like the first ones in, so we got like front row seating. There was a bar to order drinks, so you best believe I was double vodka red bull like I need to like hype myself up I don't know what to expect what this is going to be about they pack this fucking it's a little ass room okay it's like it's very very small room they pack it tight people shoulder to shoulder people are standing they don't care if there's only a certain amount of seats if you're not in there to get a seat you have to stand and the first girl comes out. Wait, okay, first, I just want to clarify that, like, I was the only girl in this room other than the ones that were on stage, okay? It was all men, which it's like, okay, whatever. But it's also, like, we're in Europe. We're in a completely different country. And it's just so different. So the ambiance as these things are going on everybody is so fucking quiet and I'm like sitting here thinking like well these girls are like you know they want like they're here to perform but they really want money like why is no one's giving money no like there's no tipping no one is fucking talking making noise hyping anyone up and you guys know fucking me I'm like being the drunk 
bitch with the blue hair <laughs> fucking hyping these girls up and like woo, like yelling like trying to get the fucking party started because everybody in there is so quiet and, I, and then I'm sitting there thinking like is it me like am I annoy- am I the annoying one are we supposed to be silent because that just seems even weirder for all of us like 50 people to sit here silently while people are getting naked on stage like that just seems weird to me So the first girl comes out and it's very much just like a stripper strip tease moment. Okay. She's on stage and the music comes on. It's something trendy, some sort of rap music. And she's like stripping, taking off her clothes, swinging around the pole, shaking her ass. I'm like over there hyping her up, putting money on the stage, like being, I guess being annoying. I don't know what everybody else thought. I was trying to have a good time. I was like, okay, cool. This is fun. Look at her go. She's like just getting naked. Her top comes off, tits come out, bottoms come off clit comes out she it's full-blown like liquor and pussy okay (laughs) and I'm like hyping her up and then all of a sudden she's like asks for a volunteer and she looks at me and she's like come on stage so I'm like okay I come up on stage she puts a chair on stage she sits me in the chair She's dancing around completely naked. She puts her hands on the ground, her feet in the air. She's quite literally hands down, or what is it? Uh, face down, ass up, okay? Her feet go on either side of me touching the chair. And I'm sitting there, full-blown puss in my face, okay? And shaking it, shaking that puss, <laughs> didn't know what to expect I'm like okay I'm just gonna get like a naked lap dance you know not a big deal there's a stage full of people everybody's quiet as shit and then she takes her hand and she like puts it in her vagina and she starts grabbing something and I'm sitting there and I'm like wait what is coming out right now she pulls out this neon green string like shoelace and she hands it to me and then she continues to say pull it (laughs) so I'm sitting there pulling this neon green shoelace out of this girl's pussy on stage in front of 50 men including my boyfriend that are all being quiet no oohs no ahs just shock and she's shaking it and twerking it and this string just keeps stringing okay it turns from neon green to neon pink to yellow and next thing I know it's like 10 feet long and I'm continuing to pull the string out of this woman as she's shaking her ass in front of me and when I tell you the shock that I did not expect to be in this position but here I am (laughs) I'm like okay that was great and I can't wait to talk to everybody on my podcast about this experience and then she's like okay like you can go sit down and the next act comes on the next sorry I'm sniffling I am having really bad allergies this morning I'm trying to hold it together 
The next act comes out full blown sex, full blown live porn, porno on stage. Um, the girl was like very classy. There was like some music. She had a little dance number. The guy comes out in these little shorts, really just focused on trying to keep his dick hard. He's like jerking it, trying to keep it up and moving. And they're just full blown fucking on stage. And everybody is just quiet. And I'm like, I just don't know what to do. I'm trying to hype this girl up. I'm but then also it's like, I mean, I know they do this for a job, but you would think if you're going to do like live porn, you would like try to enjoy it. I don't know. It just seemed like, didn't seem like she was enjoying it. There was no like moans or dirty talk or anything. It was a very platonic like situation where it was like, let's get in, let's get out, let's be done. And it, I think it could have been a little more tasteful. So we're all everybody in the room. We're all sitting here watching this porno. And, you know, I was like looking around. I'm like, are there any like hard dicks in pants? Like, how are these guys feeling? And it didn't it didn't seem like anyone was super into it. Like things didn't get weird like that. You know, there was like no crazy crowd things happening. And I, you know, I don't know. I think the performance, it could have been a little better. Like you think at least try and get some pleasure out of it. I don't know. I guess most people that are having sex for money, it's not really about the pleasure, but it was definitely a weird experience to sit there and be like, is she enjoying this? I guess that's why I don't really, I mean, when I watch porn, I just criticize it in general. So I'm just like over here front row, kind of being a critic. Um, once they were done, having sex the third act came out and I almost feel like act one and three were better because they kind of had like a talent they had not only were they like attractive nice bodies they could dance and they were stripping but they also had like a pussy talent you know and it it got me kind of thinking like what's my pussy talent (laughs) we're gonna table that okay um, she comes out, she's stripping, she's dancing on stage, doing her thing. Top comes off, bottoms, tits come out, bottoms come off, click comes out. And she asks for a volunteer. I did not volunteer for this one. Thank God, because my tits probably would have came out. Also, a guy volunteered. He comes up on stage. She literally lays him down on stage and pulls up his shirt, takes his shirt off. This girl then proceeds to she's butt naked dancing over this guy okay she stops for a second grabs a a thick sharpie like one of like the box like boxing sharpies that you use like when you're moving to write on boxes like the thick ones okay I cannot make this shit up she proceeds to uncap the sharpie and put the bottom part of it that doesn't have you know the writing part the opposite part of the writing inside of her vagina and she then puts one foot over the sky another foot over the sky so she is like full-blown vagina out sharpie pointed down clenching with her kegel muscles this sharpie that's in her vagina and she proceeds to write I don't even remember I was so drunk by this point I don't remember what she wrote she literally signed or wrote something on this guy with the marker in her vagina 
And I have to tell you, like when you're pulling out strings and you're writing, like Stasia was here on some man using, not using your hands or toes. Like you're literally using your pussy power to create a magical moment like that. Damn, could not be me. I was like, I mean, shocked is an understatement I was like dude this girl's got a whole other like she's got power if you can put a marker in your pussy and write on someone in front of a crowd of silent people for money I mean good on you girlfriend there was one more act after that which was also live sex but that one it was it was a little more uncomfortable because the guy couldn't keep his dick hard. It just seemed like everybody was stressed. It was like supposed to be this whole like bondage, like beat down type of thing where it was like a little more aggressive, but it just was not giving great. So we're just going to skip that. We're just get that part. That was my whole red light district experience. And you know, it just, the culture of this whole idea of prostitution being legal and shows like it is just so different it's really surreal to be there because I'm like damn this is really happening like this is happening all day every day these girls stand out there like sometimes at noon like there it's during the day like if you go down there you can go grab whatever you want whenever you want I didn't I was a little annoyed because with myself because I should have taken the opportunity to see if I could have paid someone for their time to like record like and ask them questions about all of that oh what a show that would have been And I also tried to vlog the trip, but let me tell you, people who do travel vlogs, like there has to be, there's so much intention that has to go into getting content and separating time to be able to talk and record and give the people what they want. Like I tried, I don't know if I'm going to have a little vlog come out or not. I don't even know if I got enough content. I tried, but when you're carrying a whole ass camera around in the middle of the airport and you're talking to yourself, people are weirded out. They're like, who is this person? Who does she think she is? (laughs) Speaking of vlogging at the airport, shout out to the two listeners that came up to me and complimented me for my show that was I'm just my heart is so full I cannot even believe that happened I feel so grateful that people recognized me for the podcast that never has that ever happened and let me tell you it's it is a great feeling to feel like wow people really enjoy the stuff that I've put out and it's super motivating to be in that position especially when I was feeling like I didn't know what to talk about or anything so definitely gave me the push to continue creating episodes so thank you and if you ever see me in real life come say hi don't be weird and dm me (laughs) saying you saw me that's weird okay come say hi (laughs) Um, okay, that's really it. I've literally tried to record this episode twice now, and 
I hope you enjoyed hearing about the sex show. I don't have a lot of time. It's currently 8.30 in the morning and I have to go get half naked and shake my ass on a boat all day and for the next three days. So if you see me being ratchet at the lake, um, you know, just know that I'm in my natural habitat and I've been waiting for this moment. It's about to get wild out there for me, okay? And I am just so excited to be back. I have tons of things coming up. I'm recording two shows next week. I'm going to have a dominatrix on. Okay. So we're going to get full blown into the dom sub life and what that is about. And I cannot wait. I have more content. I'm trying to come back with a bang. So you can expect bi-weekly episodes, hopefully now, at least through the end of the year. Okay. I really am trying to be consistent because I know you guys are waiting and I love that. Thanks for supporting me and subscribing and um, tell a friend, continue to subscribe. You know, just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Are you still talking? Girl, stop talking. Stop talking.